And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed, bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal. But man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. Hello and welcome. He is Gary McNamara. I'm Eric Harley. As we begin a Monday, it's a very special Monday here at Red Eye Radio. Gary. Balloons and everything. Lots of balloons. Balloons and A very happy belated birthday to Hunter Biden. (laughs) <laughs> who celebrated his 53rd it's hard to believe little hunter is now 53 wow. 53 years old as of saturday uh lots of balloons for the uh, festivities mm-hmm. uh some of them planned some of them not uh be careful what you ask for i guess all right before we get to all the balloon stuff yeah i, I just i i just i've got to play some audio here mm-hmm. all right all right this is the, the president on, on Friday, okay? Mm. Here you go. Can you take any blame for inflation, Mr. President? I take any blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? No, it wasn't. That's no. a lie. It was no. 1.4% when he took over, as we all know. I mean, it's just, it, it just they just... The question is, do you remember what the economy was like when you got here? Now let me let me play this. If if you want to know, my gosh, could he could Chuck be any further up his? Oh, okay. Uh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Chuck Todd with Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. All right. About why Biden's approval numbers aren't better, mm-hmm. and the fact you just see the polling that was out there that what was it forty percent mm-hmm. of people believe the economy is just horrible, and that's right. like a record. Yeah. Never been that high ever. Mm-hmm. Right. And and uh, so, of course, um, uh, posterior smoocher uh, Chuck Todd with uh, Pete Buttigieg. Here we go. He's got a lot of things to tell. Why do you think that it has not penetrated the American public? Well, these things don't sell themselves, and it's one of the reasons I'm really looking forward to that that State of the Union address. Uh, I will say that there have been so many accomplishments under this administration, it can be difficult to list them in a distilled way. (laughs) There's so many, I can't even list one. And then I'll then I'll I'll play this from uh, from this is an ABC poll that was done 
This is the ABC poll that I mentioned. All right, here we go. Right. And our new poll this morning with the Washington Post shows significant warning signs for Democrats. More than half of the country disapproves of Biden's job performance, weighed down by significant discontent over the economy. Forty percent say they are worse off financially than they were two years ago. The most negative response to that question in nearly 40 years of our polling. There you go. And the reason is, is the fact that so many good things are happening that you're not able to process it all. Because if the economy is doing great, you don't recognize it. Yeah, we can't even talk about one because there's so many. It's like, who's your favorite child? Now, I can name mine, but nobody else will. It's ridiculous. This oh, is, God. you know, this is this is how bad it is. There are so many. I mean, I wouldn't know where to begin. We'll just begin with one. I, I don't think I could do that. Well, why not? Come on, man. Come on, Jack. You can do it. Well, this, I you just... know, here's the thing. Biden 2016 or Biden. Sorry. Biden 2020. It seems like it's been that long. Biden 2020 uh, can't exist. He has to come out of his basement. Now, from what we understand, there is a basement at the White House. But he will have to, and the FBI is searching his other basements right now. So he's going to have to come out of the basement. He's going to have to stay out of the basement. You're a sitting president. And and you have, you know, staff and cabinet members that are that are everywhere. So... Running in 24 is not going to be the same as running in 2020 for Joe Biden. Good luck with that, Jack. I was uh, reading some op-ed pieces, and it's like, sorry, he's the only one you've got, that there is nobody else. And many of the, th- many of the uh, um, and even some Democrats, of course, Democrats in Iowa and New Hampshire are mad because South Carolina, uh, you know, gets to uh, lead off. Uh, for the Democrats, mm-hmm. uh, their their primary season, and you know, and Democrats that don't want Biden to run, which are the majority, <laughs> right. are thinking, well, all they're, they're just doing this to protect Biden because, right. as you as you saw, no, it is, yeah. and you know, they're using the excuse that in New Hampshire and Iowa it's too white, and we need to have a yeah, better, right. you know, but the the problem actually is, I don't see the I didn't see the Iowa polls lately, but uh, I have seen the New Hampshire polls and Buttigieg is leading Biden. And the right. last thing you want is an incumbent losing in the first couple of states. Right. Can't have that. Nope. So uh and so that that being said what they're saying is the party everything else the admission is there. We have nobody else but Biden. Yeah. Yeah. You know and there's no way around that. Gavin Newsom isn't the kind to come in in primary against Biden. You know, I was thinking about that over the weekend. He just, it's, he's just not that guy. He wants to be all smiles. I think internally he's probably thinking, look, let the guy do what he's going to do and I'll stand, you know, stand aside until 28. And there may, I don't know, there may be one or two Democrats that do, but that it's not going to go anywhere. If Biden's running, he's the guy. There's not going to be anybody you know, stepping in, that's not going to happen. And, you know, so <laughs> you saw the uh, the whole thing over the weekend and on social media, 
you know, now it's all about the the rematch. It's going to be a rematch. Well, we'll see what happens in the GOP. But if DeSantis doesn't get in, then, yeah, it looks like it would be a rematch. I don't know where it goes if DeSantis doesn't get in, uh, aside from Donald Trump being the nominee for the GOP. Nikki Haley? Nope. <laughs> she, yeah, I had she, to throw that, I just, I she, she I throw that out. She won't be Donald Trump. Uh, but, you know, the, uh, of course, everybody's, uh, you know, now going, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, it looks like she's getting in so she can get out there and, and, and put her message out there. But eventually she would be the Veep pick for Donald Trump. I will tell you this. I've got to find it. Uh, I, we didn't play it on the air last week. Did you see the thing with Pompeo where he just did an analysis of, of, uh, of the world situation right now? Yeah, it's it, yes, and it was exactly what I said that he would turn out to be. He would be the Mitt Romney in 2012 that's laying out the geopolitical situation of the world, but also domestically too. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, it course. was yeah. it was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I had never I had never I had never seen him in that. I had never seen him in that arena. Yeah, the the arena I've seen him in is you know CIA. Yeah, you know, CIA head of the, head of the CIA. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen him focus CIA and State Department. I've never seen him sort of articulate everything in a broad brush. And I went, "That's good. May not be good for twenty twenty four, but it will be good down the line." Or will it? I it could. I don't know. Mike does. I don't know. Does a, does no a Mike Pompeo? Not that I because I don't have any confidence that that he would beat Trump. Uh, because I don't at this point. I don't think. If the election were held today, <laughs> uh, but he could be a veep pick. I don't think he'd want to be a veep under Trump. I, I don't know. It's hard. To, it's no. hard to tell. No, I don't believe he would. No. Yeah, I. I there's no. I'm not there, sure. There's no reason. Well, there's no reason it, for it, Nikki Haley it, either. I it, mean, you know, either one. Either one of them still carry enough baggage for Trump, and can he? No, I not that they carry the baggage. He carries the baggage. Trump carries the baggage. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. I that's if, that's my point. They're already oh. carrying that baggage. They've already carried that baggage oh, 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 from oh, before. Oh, they're carrying. Okay, so I either one okay. of them, okay. I can okay. see being in the veep slot. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't see that. Or I, maybe they both run and say, I, I mean, run away, <laughs> yeah. far, far away. Yeah, I, I up up in, in in the air like a Chinese balloon. Um, and and both of them say, but no, I could see that. I could see either one of them accepting that. The only thing is, you know, you look at it, Pence, and I don't believe he'll ever be president, but Pence uh, had the ability, even before January 6th, to separate himself from Trump. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was, but mm-hmm. he was able to do that. Now, he would not have been able to do that if... Uh, uh, I don't believe he would be able to do that if he was the nominee for the Republican Party this year. They would lay yeah. into him about, you know, Trump. Yeah, yeah, sure. If he's Trump's vice president, no matter what he well, no matter what he did that you think is good, you can't trust him. Mm-hmm. I can see that right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll, it will be inter- interesting watching the GOP side uh, shape up. But as of right now, I don't see Biden... You know, anybody successfully 
uh, in the primary running against Biden. That really is amazing. That really is amazing because he is really bad. And it's going to be bad, I think, for the State of the Union address because with the job numbers coming out. And, and you know, I, I have not seen the breakdown of the part-time uh, number of jobs here, but it was way over what people expected. Mm-hmm. But it's something that we've been talking about for a while, that just how important are the job numbers now when you have uh, sort of a a uh, a ceiling, you still have so many jobs that have not been filled. Well, and as, as yeah. we know, yeah. and and so you look at the the tremendous churn rate out there. You look at remember when the numbers were four hundred something thousand, right? And they broke mm-hmm. it down and said actually there was a decrease in part time jobs. Yeah, or, excuse me, in full time right. jobs. It was part time jobs. It was people getting second jobs because in, inflation is so bad. When you see the CBS poll, and this is CBS and ABC, sixty percent. Uh, of of uh, people say the economy is bad. That means half the Democrats. Yeah. You see 40%, which is the greatest in 40 years, that uh, uh, say that they're in a worse situation than they were uh, uh, two years ago. And they're going to say it a year from now, three years ago, and they're going to say it again four years from now. Well, and 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 also, you know, when you go back and, and it, we keep measuring against uh, 2020, but beyond that, the response rate, it's a survey. That's how they do the unemployment report, non-farm payrolls. It's a survey. And the response on their survey has dropped dramatically. So the question then would be, all right, does that mean if the response were greater than that the unemployment would be even lower? I can't tell you. But... If it is dropped dramatically, is it accurate? And that's the well. Question. You asked the, the the question was asked: How can the GDP be going down? You know, uh, how can how can economic growth be going growing going down when uh, unemployment looks so good for? Excuse me, employment looks so good for one month. Right. And there's a couple of factors there: people getting second jobs, and the fact that there are so many available jobs. Mm-hmm. There, there's such a buffer of available jobs. Even with the economy shrinking, mm-hmm. because it's just you can't fill the jobs that you can have those ups and downs in a particular month where you see great employment, but that doesn't mean that you're getting economic growth. Well, here's what you're seeing in in so many different sectors right now, and it, it started with uh, with uh, in the service industry, going into restaurants where tables were open everywhere. But you couldn't be seated right away. You had to wait 20 minutes, 30 minutes. That's still going on, by the way. But when we started, that's the first thing that we noticed. And it they didn't have enough servers. They didn't have enough cooks in the kitchen. Uh, now the uh, retail pharmacies are now shortening their hours. Walmart announced over 4,500 stores. Mm-hmm. They're going to start closing their pharmacy at 7 p.m. Because they don't have the staff. And, of course, that's a different, you know, you, you've got to have that kind of experience if you're going to be a pharmacy tech or a pharmacist. But they don't have the people to fill it. So there's the point. We have been experiencing since we've been crawling out of COVID this quiet quitting uh, mentality with the American worker. And it's affecting pretty much every sector right now. And that's the problem, is that when people need to go to work, you could see something like that in a 
in a December or January? Because January is going to be that month when, okay, I've got to do something. Christmas is over. I got to do something. And how many of that, uh, how many of those jobs are part-time? How many are second full-time jobs? How many of that, how much of that is someone leaving one job going to another job? How many individuals, unique individuals, actually came into the workforce during the month? I'd love to see that. But you're never going to see that number. 86690-RED-EYE. Tires command a lot of attention. As a top expense for drivers and a leading cause of CSA violations, any tire maintenance practice that can help extend tire life is worth consideration. Consider tire balancing, which can set you up for savings and a smoother ride before your tires touch the highway. Tire balancing corrects an uneven distribution of weight in tires and wheel assemblies and offers benefits like improved fuel economy, increased tire life, and reduced vibration. Unusual shaking in the seat, cab, or steering wheel is a warning sign your tires might need to be balanced. This report is brought to you by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. Listen to Red Eye Radio wherever you are with the Red Eye Radio app. Available on Android and iPhone. Download it now from the App Store or by visiting us at Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. If uh, you'd like to get in on the show today, we've got uh, so much to talk about. The uh, the balloon, wow. Actually, we should call it a spy drone because that's what it is. It's just a yeah. different type of uh, a spy drone. Really amazing, you know, what happened over the, uh, you know, the, the, the weekend and then what happened uh, yesterday when uh, somebody in the Pentagon came out and said, well, there were uh, balloons over the United States when Trump was president. Mm-hmm. And they immediately came out. Uh, and this was almost everyone that had anything to do with any intelligence, whether it was the uh, the DNI's director of national intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, John Bolton, mm-hmm. national security director, uh, you name it. They came out and said that didn't happen. That didn't happen. We never heard anything about that. And then they clarified it later on and said, well, U.S. intelligence after the Trump administration was gone, said, and I burst out laughing when I heard that one. I went, yeah. oh, so the, the intelligence. The same people that said uh, Hunter's laptop was the Russians. <laughs> or that uh, Russia collusion happened, Brennan mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, right. and what's his name? Can't think of the other guy's name at the moment. Clapper. Mm. Uh, and and so uh, um, I just I burst out laughing at that point. There really hasn't been a response to that secondary story, which said, well, U.S. intelligence figured out afterwards. Here's, I guess my question is, from what we're being told, it was people in Montana, citizens that saw the balloon. As yeah, of, as, it, of, it as, way, yeah. as of right now, hmm. uh, the United, United States military is not saying that they spotted this Right, that they detected it first. Yeah, and if you've if you've seen the flight of this thing, yeah, 
I mean, it went all the way. It went all the way up and around Alaska, and then came all the way back through Canada. Are you telling me, with the sophistication we're supposed to have with NORAD, NORAD, and the intelligence stuff that we that that we have to monitor the atmosphere, that we didn't know that that balloon was there, and it took people on the ground to go, "Hey, what's that?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't buy that. And. You know, it looks like if you look at the path that China probably knew, look, uh, we'll we'll after we approach Alaska, we get over land in Canada. They're not going to shoot it down. And the U.S. isn't going to shoot it down. If we come into U.S. territory through Canada, they're not going to shoot it down until it gets back over water. So we could sit here and fly all day long this balloon until we get back over water, they're not going to do anything about it. So good, you know you want to listen again with our podcast, available on our app and at RedEyeRadioShow.com. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. Wow. Uh, so, uh, what? I don't know what how you want to label balloon, balloon gate, or whatever they want to call it. By the way, some of the, by the way, some of the memes over the weekend were pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, pretty hilarious. Um, you know, the response from the um, administration is tragic. But the, you know, the, the chatter about it all uh, was pretty funny. It, but it shows you how weak this president is. They tried to dismiss this away as nothing. You know, when the Pentagon said, well, the balloon's going to be up there a few more days. The response for that clearly was, um, what? By the American public. And then, of course, we learn on Saturday. Uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, we shot it down. It's unacceptable. We're not okay, and shouldn't ever be okay with China flying balloons over American soil. You know, it's uh, interesting. Good Wall Street Journal editorial on this, and they just said, uh, you know, the Washington Post uh, story reports an unintentionally amusing Pentagon claim that shooting down the balloon at 60,000 feet, would have endangered 2,000 people in Montana. Mm -hmm. Not Mm 2,500? How could anyone (laughs) know such a specific number? In any case, the balloon entered Alaskan airspace days earlier, as we have... And you, I mean, you can see that thing. I mean, it actually went over, looks like it went over the Aleutian Islands, and, you know, they came up and around all the way through, then all the way through Canada. Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. I wonder if Canada's upset that it flew all the way through. Did Trudeau say anything about it? I think he likes balloons. <laughs> uh, in any case, the balloon entered Alaskan airspace days earlier. Was there no safe space place to down the balloon in that vast and sparsely populated state? Let's hope Navy divers can recover the balloon's intelligence gathering equipment intact. Another question is when the administration first spotted the balloon crossing into the United States. Censors should be able to detect an air intruder even one flying quietly at 60,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And if they failed to do so, the public should know about this hole in our defenses, exactly what you and I have said. Mm-hmm. And if they're saying that it also 
you know, because that was the thing that then, well, okay, Trump didn't know about the balloons, but the balloons were over, I guess, two states. Texas was one of them, and that was Florida, the other, Florida. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's just like, what are you talking about? And, and we didn't pick it up? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Something that big at 60,000 feet, and you're telling me nothing. I just, I don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy that. And 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 if it is true, then we're wasting hundreds of billions of dollars on crap. Well, in, I mean, in our in our defense, look, uh, you know, nobody was watching Nancy Pelosi's house the night that uh, Paul Pelosi was attacked. Exactly what I was thinking yesterday. Here it is: an undetected balloon would be able to deliver a nuclear explosion mm. that could detonate above the ground and cripple ah. the U.S. electrical grid Imagine with that. an electromagnetic pulse. That's all too real a scenario if there is a major U.S. conflict with China or, for that matter, with any major adversary. The administration's whispers to the press that the Chinese balloons also crossed into U.S. space in the Trump years may be true, but hardly reassuring. That's what they're saying. Well, we didn't discover that until Trump was out of office. Are you kidding me? Other questions for the White House include whether and when it raised the balloon issue with Beijing and how the Chinese responded. Did they lie to U.S. officials the way their foreign ministry lied to the world on Friday in calling the balloon merely a civilian airship uh, doing mainly a a meteorological, meteorological, excuse me, data collection? The meteorological phenomena. I used to be able to do this entire thing using meteorological over and over again, and then I couldn't pronounce it then. Uh, media reports say the White House kept its knowledge of the balloon under wraps until it was spotted by civilians on the ground, mm. which made disclosure unavailable. Well, is that the case? Because what few stories said the civilians were the ones that discovered it and then told the Pentagon. If that isn't true, then when did the Pentagon discover it? Right. God, this is such this is such a it's it's such a ridiculous mess because it's this easy. You see the balloon. You basically come out and you, 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 first off, you call the Chinese. We know what this thing is. We are going to shoot it down. Then you tell the American public what's going on and you tell them precisely what's going on. You do, if you, if you need to do a, a, a speech or you need to do a quick update, you do a quick update and you say this is absolutely unacceptable to be flying this type of balloon, which we don't know what it could be carrying. It could be carrying as, my Pentagon advisors tell me things like this could be, you know, uh, uh, carrying a nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. And we can't allow this thing to happen. We cannot allow this uh, this intrusion into our airspace by the Chinese. And so we will be shooting it down, uh, you know, in or, or we have shot it down. If actually, you do it after you've completed it, after the entire thing is finished. Mm-hmm. We have shot it down. And you make that announcement. But this is just this is just typical Biden. And then he'll sit there, you know, you see when he was going to his car and asked, somebody asked him, well, we're going to shoot it down, we're going to shoot it down. And they said, well, how long has it been? He turns around and walks away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't just about Hunter Biden. Any tough question he gets, he turns around and walks away. By the way, when he was asked the thing on, when he was doing the thing the other day, and they, they took the one question, you know, do you take blame for inflation? He goes, no. Uh, because in uh, this all happened before I became president, which is false. Inflation was at one point four percent. We all know what we all know what was to blame: mm-hmm. the massive spending, including 
that really uh, triggered it off, and he was warned by it by Lawrence Summers, was the $1.9 trillion uh, you know, COVID bill in March of 2021. So we all know when inflation started, you can see it. Mm-hmm. It hadn't started when he be, when he took over office. So he lied, but then he just turns around after he does it. All the questions, he just turns, he asks one question. It's a tough question. No, there's going to be a follow-up. Tur- knows he's lying, yeah. turns around and walks away. Sure. And he does it on everything. It's not just the Hunter Biden stuff. They avoid any tough question, any tough question. He turns around and walks away, which he's been told to do. Yep, because he can't handle. He can't handle. You can see how angry he is right now. The, he's under the delusion of what Pete Buttigieg says. Oh, the, there are so many good things going on in the administration right now that people aren't able to handle it all. I mean, but it's the all the economic news is wonderful, and that's why people think it's so horrible because people just. They they don't know when the economy is doing good versus when the economy is doing bad. How damn condescending is that? There's so many good things about the economy. You don't even know how many good things there are. Yeah. You know, on the on the Chinese balloon, if there is data in the device that was collecting data, if it was collecting data, I'd be shocked if there wasn't a poison pill. That if that thing were falling at a certain rate, it started a descent at a certain rate, like being shot down, that the entire thing is is gone. That every any piece of data would be gone. Um, I don't know if there's anything to learn from that device, but I can tell you right now, this situation is a wake-up call. It should be a wake-up call as to uh, who our enemies are. And it should be a wake-up call as to how incompetent the current president is. Media reports say the White House kept its knowledge of the balloon under wraps until it was spotted by civilians on the ground, which made disclosure unavoidable, which is the last thing that you mm-hmm. want to do. Right. People on the ground had to spot it. You didn't. Oh, you did, but you didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. It's fair to wonder if the administration hoped the balloon would cross the U.S. into the Atlantic without public notice. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken was scheduled to visit Beijing this week at a high-stakes attempt to put U.S.-China relations on a less contentious footing. So much for that. On Friday, Mr. Blinken postponed the trip, and the balloon fallout will make its resumption harder. The Chinese response to the shootdown was relatively mild by its standards, uh, reserving the right to make further responses if necessary, but sending a balloon to spy on the U.S. on the eve of talks was reckless, if all too typical, Communist Party provocation. It's bad enough that the People's Liberation Army launched it to scuttle the Blinken visit. It's worse if the spy flight was sanctioned by the uh, president of uh, China. In that case, the conclusion has to be they wanted to test Mr. Biden. Is the president so eager uh, uh, to have better relations with uh, China that he would overlook the spy balloon if it wasn't detected? This is for uh, familiar Chinese diplomatic behavior to Pope for weakness, weakness in an adversary. Congress will no doubt seek answers, and the episode may have a silver lining if it expands the American public's understanding about homeland vulnerability, which there is right there. Yeah, and right. Uh, you know, and the and uh, I just it's well, amazing. no, it wouldn't surprise me if China set this up in order to make him look weak going into the talks. You can't deny the timing. And it's, you know, for people like us, uh, demonstrating the weakness of Joe Biden isn't necessary. But 
They believe it's a good reminder. We have the upper hand. We'll send over whatever balloon whenever. And by the way, they make it worse when they say the claim that, oh, no, they've been doing this for a long time. And you haven't told the American people about it? What tells me that this came from outside sources, that, that it was somebody and not at the Pentagon that discovered this balloon is similar to what happened with the, the, the fallout in the documents, in that why did the Pentagon tell us at all that the balloon was there? Because a civilian looking at it might not know. A bunch of civilians start calling and saying, hey, this is there. Next thing you know, you've got your evening news locally reporting on it going, yep. this, you know, uh, local people are seeing a UFO. Yep, newspapers reported on and, it. And, and then you've got you've to say something about it. Because if it's out there and we can't see it, there's no reason to talk about it. So that's the problem that the Pentagon had. That's the problem this administration has. That's the reason we know about it, because it was already out. And it's just like the documents case. Well, they had to come out with it. You know, the DOJ did their damnedest to work with Biden to keep this thing hush-hush on the documents. And then in January, CBS makes a phone call, or somebody makes a phone call to CBS, however that worked. And here we are. You know, and that's what that's what you're getting here. The fact is, the uh, the the president doesn't want to handle any. They don't want to handle anything. Mm-hmm. They anything that's tough, they just ignore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, like I said, and that's why I said there. You know, not only when the president was asked a question on, uh, you know, he said something. Oh, yeah, we're going to get him. Then they started asking questions. Well, why didn't you tell us? And he just turns around and walks away. It's like I'm not going to answer your questions. I don't have to answer any questions to the people of the United States. I can just ignore you. Right. And I don't have to. And we keep things secret and we don't tell you. And then we downplay it. Right. As it because the one thing is, it's like, well, how do you know this doesn't have, you know, uh, you don't know. Look, you, we don't spend the hundreds of billions of dollars on defense for no reason at all. Right. If we're spending hundreds of billions of dollars on defense and then a balloon that has the potential of possibly carrying a nuke you know you wow what a trojan horse that is mm-hmm. nobody would put a nuke yeah, on a right. balloon They're why right. not why not we've we've already tested and i'm not saying that you know there wasn't on this but i'm not saying okay these are all test balloons mm-hmm. let's see what we can get away with okay wow we can go all the way across and spy from a pretty low level that's sure. a pretty low level oh yeah sixty thousand feet yeah to, to, to spy and we can look at whatever we want and we can go across and there's no problem. And we've already transferred the information to our satellites. Yeah, that's that's my yeah. point. If this thing has any data on it, it's it's likely not going to be retrievable. Yeah, that's you know, they I'm sure they put a poison pill in it and shut it well, down. They no, probably but I, but I'm shut sure, it down no, but the I'm moment sure, we learn. No, but I'm sure the balloon isn't meant. I'm, I'm sure the balloon isn't meant to go all the way back to China. That's what I mean. Gather the information that, that, they, that yeah. they've gathered the data on the fly. Yeah. It's real time data. There is. Right. There, it, it, I don't know of any spy technology today that would that would gather and then retrieve and then and then go and you would have to download that data. You've got it real time. 
That's the whole point because you know you've got the uh, the probability of it being spotted and shot down. You can't wait for that. You've got to. It has to be real time. That's a given. Eight six six ninety red eye. Lines open for your calls. Eight six six ninety red eye on Red Eye Radio. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects truck owners with specialized coverages for heavy trucks. Get a quote in as little as five minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. If you drive a big rig, you know that more time on the road means... Get in. I just love this headline. Hmm. Tennessee Democrats want to cancel Columbus Day holiday and replace it with Super Bowl Monday. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Let's just start having a bunch of new holidays. By the way, I'm all for it. Let's just everybody take... One day a week off. <laughs> Top of the hour news is brought to you by House Products. Visit houseproducts.com. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the planet, we're Red Eye Radio. Welcome and good morning. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. If you can't listen live overnight to one of our great radio stations, you can listen when and where you choose. So I just was uh, chuckling at that story before that uh, Tennessee Democrats uh, want to get rid of Columbus Day and give off Super Bowl Monday. It's like, well, uh, then what's next? Draft Day Friday. But what I was when that reminded me that I, I I did turn on yesterday part of the All Star Game, which is a flag football game. Yeah, right. I can only watch it for like five seconds. I'm like, stop it. But even worse than that, on Saturday I turned on, just for about five minutes, the All-Star Hockey game. Oh, yeah. I thought I was watching hockey in slow motion. Everybody taking it easy. Uh, Nobody... Yes, yeah, nobody wants there, to get, get an injury over the All Star game. There's no checking. There's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. I mean, a guy had a a guy had a breakaway. He, he he gets the puck. I'm like, oh, that guy's right next to him. And he just goes to the bench. This guy skates in, just <laughs> taking his time on a breakaway. Yeah. Nobody's chasing him. Da, 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 da. And if you have ever seen hockey in, in in full speed compared to this one, and he goes, oh, what a great move. And I'm like. They're not even trying. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You've probably seen practices more aggressive than the oh, All Star game. I, I guarantee every practice is more aggressive than that, <laughs> unless they're just screwing around. I'm, oh, I mean, it's just what a waste of money to buy a ticket for something like that. I mean, I guess if you yeah. want to see your yeah. the All Stars, that's fine. But I'd rather see the All Stars in real hockey, the thing that makes them really the All Stars. Yeah, and and so, but I just right. oh, that was um, that was funny though. Especially if you get to see it, the, there was a the breakaway for a goal. You watch yeah. it, 
And it, mm-hmm. I, I'm, he's not even going a quarter speed. It's like, oh, no, no, I'm taking a nice skate. There's a goalie. I think I'll try to put it in the goal. Mm-hmm. So I, and when I, I just, I couldn't even, it was on for less than a minute for the football all-star game because it was flag football. Yeah. Mm. Like, no, no, yeah. sorry. Let's, uh, let's move on to, <laughs> oh, yeah, move on to something else. But, uh, oh, the other thing was, and I needed to just want to get to that headline because I, it was my favorite headline. Mm. Uh, I just wonder how low the Grammy ratings will be this year. But I saw this headline from Breitbart. <laughs> Grammy's unholy night. Non-binary pop star Sam Smith performs BDSM devil-themed songs. Doggone it, I missed that. Yeah, oh, man. Come what? on. The, and and of all of the people, you would have thought Ozzy Osbourne would be doing the Satan worshiping on the stage. <laughs> Just love it. Non-binary pop star right. Sam Smith performs BDSM devil-themed right. songs. Okay. Like somebody at Breitbart Yawn. really loved writing that yeah. headline, though. They were like... Yeah. Well, I didn't know it was on until the breaking news alerts started coming across from Beyonce. It was, she, someone, someone phrased it, the most decorated artist of the Grammy. She's won, apparently, more Grammys than anybody. Okay. All right. Still doesn't mean anything to me. Nah, yeah, because, you know, I've always looked at it as... Um, basically, if you're a fan of whatever it is, whether it's a movie, whether it wins awards or not, if you like the movie, you go watch the movie. I I don't have to have other people liking the movie for me to watch the movie. I don't need other people to like the music I like. I don't need those artists to all get together and pat each other on the back and hand out a trophy because at that point, it really is a participation trophy. I mean, think about it. Because they start, it's, you know, it's it's been a lot broader in recent years as to, you know, the, uh, the types of music that they, it's like, okay, well, we got to give every genre. Remember when Jethro Tull won Best Metal album <laughs> against Metallica? It's like, mm, yeah, they're not metal. Um, but well, it, if, uh, ACDC had a bagpipe, why can't right. we have a flute? Right. Well, you don't have the guitars for yeah bungle in the jungle. Right. You're never going to get away with that as being a heavy metal tune. Right. Well, it's, you know, here's the thing. Um, for those who want it, I'm sure it's great. Uh, the late Bill Mack used to host our, yep. uh, our, our show in, in it's, former self and he won for the 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 uh, song blue uh sang by leon rhymes he won the uh song of the year which is the writer's uh award and she won record of the year which is the performers award on the same song awesome and i know i know firsthand it was very exciting for bill these days it's more with especially with the artists it's more about you know look at me look at me look at me i don't think that i've ever looked at a 
either a song or a movie or a TV show if you're going to bring in the Emmys <laughs> or play if you want to bring in the Tonys. And, you know, because it won something, I thought, oh, man, I've got to go like that. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah, it may never. build, it may build, may build with some movies, it may build curiosity, and I may look at a trailer. Here's the thing, I think they're, they're uh, on, on the, with movies, I think they've just become horrible at building trailers. I, I, I think they really have been, become horrible at promoting their own stuff. Because I see a lot of trailers, and it's like, oh man, that's not yeah, for me. The and then trailers I are see, bad. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then I, 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 at times I'll see the movie, and it's like, well, man, the, they did a horrible job with the trailer. Uh, but you know, the whole point is, I, and I think we're, you know, pretty much gotten to this. This is why uh, the the presentation of it on TV is really kind of meaningless you know you want to a uh, grammy award winner okay yeah, i don't care uh oscar winner there's a yeah, lot of oscar winners out there doing crap movies and you know it doesn't mean anything you know from from that point on you got a congratulations from your own industry it really is an insider thing it should be on closed circuit tv the Oscars should be on closed circuit TV, right there in that thirty mile zone. Aren't they racist again this year, though? How, are they, how is not every how is every award show not racist? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I got into radio mm. for the awards. Yeah, the recognition. That's right. And the chicks. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, that how'd that work out for you? Zero across the board. <laughs> There's still time. Don't ever give up. <laughs> oh, maybe I can get. What do they give you if you've been in? If you've been in the industry long enough, were you I don't in? Know. Oh, sure you do. Pink slip. <laughs> no, no. Like if in the movies where you get like a, a gold watch, a, a general over, uh, you know, Oscar, a career Oscar or something like that. Oh, yeah, a career um, Grammy. It's you've just. You, you, nothing. You, Eddie Murphy got the uh, uh, recently. I, I saw something. He got the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Yeah, I, 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 nothing you did ever. Don't even know what that. Nothing is. you actually did specifically. Lifetime achievement. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Lifetime yeah. achievement. You know, yeah. nothing you ever did specifically, but you stayed in the damn business so long. We had to give you something. So here's your lifetime achievement award, Gary. Yeah, I. You know, look posthumously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, I'll, I'll say, you know, <clears throat> that I do look at certain things, certain categories and go and question it every once in a while. It still doesn't make a difference. The whole Jethro Tull thing. Uh, you know, but it again, it doesn't make a difference. In fact, it probably makes my point for me. You know? Yeah, I, I just I, I haven't paid attention Seriously, I haven't paid attention to the Oscars since the nineties. Yeah, the nineties, and yeah. I, you know, there were still. Well, when Bill Mack won his Grammy, yeah. is probably the last time I paid attention to the Grammys. Yeah, I just, you know, it's. I just, I love the headlines, though. That's all. I just, it's the headlines, and then seeing the ratings that come out and how woke it's gotten, and it's that's just like, that's yeah. the problem. It, it isn't. It really isn't necessarily the fact that they do it on television. It's what they're doing on television. Because the thing about the the Oscars 
you can't come out and, I mean, they show clips from the movies, but you, there's really no performance that you could have other than that, right? So if I'm not watching a performance, I don't know the point. Music awards are different because you do have some performances, but everything is overshadowed by the activists, and it's got to be a statement. And it's like, well, they want it to be a statement, the person on stage. And everything now is a liberal transgender activist movement. Right, right. For, and, and you know, and, um, you know the, the Sam Smith thing, this is all going to be about making the headlines. You know, Good Morning America talking about it tomorrow morning, which, of course, they're going to do, and they'll keep doing probably until Tuesday or Wednesday. It makes you hope that the Chinese have another balloon over Montana. <laughs> we'll get to more of that. Marco Rubio spoke on it uh, uh, yesterday. And there is concern. It's it's funny how the liberal networks, how the U.S. is making too much over it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would the response be if we had a spy balloon over China? How oh, long do you right. think that that would be up? Are you kidding me? And, you know, yeah. like I said, there's a number of there's a number of issues here that will We'll continue to uh, discuss, and that's the fact that you spend as much as we spend. And we know they have spy satellites, but we also know that there was a reason that they did this. Yeah. There's a reason right. that they did this, and whatever that reason is, you want to take it away from them. Mm-hmm. And with all everything, as we've said, you don't know. As I'm so glad the Wall Street Journal brought it up. This is the kind of contraption that could carry a nuclear bomb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it could be detonated, you know, from, you know, a level up up higher to allow it to go over. And as the Democrats were trying to say, well, the same thing happened. There was no concern during the Trump administration. Well, then we find out when well, all the Trump administration didn't know. How didn't they know? Right. Who kept it from them? Are you telling me that that for all this time, even now, we can't spot a damn big balloon at 60,000 feet? Right. That's coming into our territory that has the potential to carry a nuclear weapon. Then what are we spending all this damn money for? Right. If we can, and I don't, and I don't buy it. I, I don't buy it. I, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a minute. I don't. Yeah. There's some big lie in all of this. Yep. I don't know what it is yet, but nothing makes sense. And I'd be furious if I was president of the United States. Number one, the thing would have been shot down over Alaska. Uh, but number two, I'd be furious if I was told then that this happened before and intelligence knew about it and even didn't tell the Trump administration as a current president, I'd be furious. Right. Because uh, well, intelligence agency said, well, now, what do you mean now they know? Right. Trump was president and they, and they didn't know until after he was out of president. And then you, you had to look back at what did you have to look back at that showed you that there were some of the balloons over the United States at that time. Well, is this whole thing, did it play out the way that it, it, of course, would with a President Biden in that it took him all that time to make the decision to shoot it down? Think about the Zero Dark Thirty. Think about Benghazi. Think about what Obama, they said, hesitated on well, my gosh, you've got to multiply that times, I don't know how much, with a Joe Biden, something over American yeah. soil. Because here's my question. They say we couldn't shoot it down because it might hit a populated area. If China had jets flying over Montana, what would you do? 
are we going to just let them fly until they decide they're going to go over the ocean? Or are we going to take them out? Well, what if they say, okay, fine, let's put 10 over the United States this week? Right. Does Joe Biden shoot him down? And we know we can either come up through Mexico, which, by the way, right. would probably be, should have been their choice, not Canada. Come, we're going we're gonna to send five through Mexico, and they do that next week. Right. You let them all go over the United States. Right. Well, no, then we shoot them down. Well, then you should have shot the first one right, down. Right, They can't win this argument. No, they can't. 866-90-RED-EYE. Surviving and thriving as an owner-operator has just as much to do with managing costs as it does with generating revenue. Understanding basic principles of operating costs can save you thousands of dollars a year. Costs are not the same each month. If 9,600 miles are driven one month and 10,000 miles the next, two different sets of costs apply for each month. For example, if your tractor payment is $1,850 per month and you drive 9,600 miles in the month, your tractor payment is costing you 19.3 cents per mile. Drive 10,000 miles, though, and that same payment will cost you 18.5 cents per mile. This is one of your major fixed costs while paying off a truck loan. The difference in this example is only a fraction of a cent, which may seem like small change, but it ultimately amounts to $960 more annually on the bottom line. Because though fixed costs do not go down over time, you can reduce your cost per mile with more paid miles. Owner-Operator Business 101 is provided by Shell Rotella. Shell Rotella, with advanced synthetic technology, is designed to help keep your rig running with more mileage and less maintenance. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll-free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Let's go to Isaac in Kansas City about the Chinese balloon. Isaac, welcome. You're on Red Eye Radio. Hi. Hey, what's going on, guys? Oh, we're doing good. What's uh, Hey, so just my thoughts on this was I don't know why, and, and I've not followed this uh, in detail. I've not researched it as far as the flight pattern or anything like that. But I can't figure out why, if it entered once it entered the continental U.S., why they didn't shoot it down over less populated areas, scarcely populated areas like uh, in Idaho, Wyoming, you know the cornfields in Nebraska or Kansas. I know it, it. I know it flew over northern Missouri. People saw it from Kansas City, and you know you guys kind of made this point already. But if it did have an EMP or a nuclear device and they wanted to detonate it, I mean Kansas City or, or the central U.S. would be the perfect place to to do that to kind of cripple whatever systems you needed to. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah whatever. Why, why do we wait that long? Uh, you know, whatever. One of the, what do they call it? The electronic pulse right. bombs or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you could do it. And again, I, we're not, I, you know, I, that's not what it was. But the fact is, that's why you, right. you never let, you always let them know you can't get away with this early on. Because that's what the thought would be. We keep testing you and testing you and testing you and testing you. Well, you're not going to do anything. Well, why not next week then send 10 across? Yeah. Yep, and then say I dare to shoot him down, and then you shoot him down. Oh, you you know, then then you're sitting there because the president is so stubborn. Uh, well, I didn't shoot him down the first time. We're not going to shoot him down this time, and it gets into a complete right. it it, uh, it gets into a complete PR nightmare. Well, and and understandably, you know, you you don't want to hit a house or, or civilians or anything like that. But then, uh, and this might sound a little bit callous, but at what point, as a as a security issue, do you do you weigh risk versus reward? Do we let this get 
to the Atlantic, or do we do we need to do something about this right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, according to uh, let me see, Congressman uh, Chavitz, or is it former? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, former. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He he had the um, he had the track. It went over the Aleutian Islands and came. Uh, or not, I don't think they call that part of the Aleutian Islands, but the peninsula Thanks, Isaac. that comes out. It went all the way across Alaska, then all the way down through Canada. Yeah. You had plenty of time to shoot it down. And you don't wait till it gets over the continental United States. In fact, I don't want it going over Alaska. Right. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter C P. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Consider yourself canceled if you don't listen nightly. Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Welcome. Thank you for uh, being here this morning. Let's head back to you. We go to Dwight, Mississippi, about the uh, Chinese balloon. Is that racist Mm. to say Chinese balloon? Mm. It belongs to China. Hi, Dwight. You're on Red Eye Radio. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I don't think that it's that the balloon came down. That needed to happen. But the Bidenized government, it was the way that it was brought down. We shouldn't have to search a debris field. That thing should have been brought down slowly with everything intact so we could pour over every piece of equipment or technology that was on board so we knew what it was doing. I, I I agree. I, w- I would agree if you could do that. I don't know what what you would need. Yeah, someone to, would to, have to fill me right. in as to how you would do to, that to, with to this bring it type down of slowly. Yeah, aircraft, so, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. don't. I yeah. I, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that. Sure. And you do that right away. You recover the equipment, and no, that would be perfect. Yeah, in a perfect world. 
I've heard no one make the case that 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 is possible. And that there is any protocol uh, to make that. I'm going to guess that there was, because they put it on a balloon, I'm going to guess that there was not something extremely highly technical that we didn't know about on that balloon to begin with, with what we know already. Yeah, right. Because these balloons have been around for a while now. Mm -hmm. So we probably know what the makeup of it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's... Good reason to believe that we do. Yeah. But no, you, you, uh, and it's just, again, it's not just the, this happening. It's the response of the administration, which is always the same. They don't tell you about it until they have to tell you about it. And then when they tell you about it, the president still won't talk about it. Right. And. Uh, so we get to that, but then he allows it to go all the way across the country, and people are saying, well, it's spying on us. Right. They claim that they, they well, they never, again, did they ever specifically say we disabled it? No, I've never, I haven't heard anybody yeah, say that. I, I know, we read the sentence the other day, and I said, does that mean they disabled it where it didn't work at all? Is that what they're saying? And and we didn't know. We couldn't We couldn't figure that out. Yeah. We couldn't figure out by, again, the and everything needs to be precise and clear when something like this happens. Right. And, you know, that's the, that's the problem is that the way that this information has gotten out and then the follow-up, the, the, the answer slash non-answer, it, it's just like the entire document thing. Right. And, and so then it comes across, the president won't answer questions on it. Right. Then he'll say something, and when someone asks a question, turns around and walks away. Then it comes out, of course, we know it had to be another leak, that it comes out, oh, the Trump administration, they allowed three of the satellites, or three of the, you know, three three of the balloons over the United States. Trump administration comes out and says, no, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't know. We had, we've never heard anything about it. And then the Biden official comes out and says, well, they didn't know about it was happening during that time intelligence told us later on after they were already out of office mm. what the hell are you talking about uh-huh. well you they, mean, you they, mean we, they didn't we, know we, what happened we, and it, it, by can, the way all of them are denying it saying yeah well see they this but that's the whole thing this is that's so joe biden oh come on man serious no joke come on jack they just didn't know what do you mean they didn't know? And, 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 w- and which is to imply, well, their intel was too stupid because Trump was too stupid. I mean, it really is. That's that's the arrogance that runs throughout this administration. And they want you to believe, oh, they didn't they didn't know. No, you guys either didn't know or didn't want to tell the American people. It's one or the other. And on something like this, uh, why wouldn't you tell the American people? Why wouldn't you take this thing out before it got over Alaska? Well, the, the other thing is, too, I think the one thing that really hurt, because this all the media was covering this, that the, you know, and, and mainstream media, that, well, uh, <clears throat> the president, you know, didn't want to talk about it because they didn't want it to affect uh-huh. the, the trip to China. And you just went, excuse me? China's trying to play this on you, and right. you're you're actually admitting it 
to your sources are admitting that to mainstream media outlets right. that this was the reason he did it. It looked horrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's, <clears throat> you know, but Joe Biden's not capable of handling his 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 own internal uh, situations, which, of course, now are not internal. The documents thing. Think about Afghanistan. We talked about this on Friday, made the comparison of the, you know, the balloon thing with Afghanistan. We can't trust anything after Afghanistan. We can't trust anything that comes out of this administration. We can't trust anything. Biden botched his own cover up because he decided, I guess, to work with the DOJ on the documents thing. He's not capable because he's all over the place. He's lying at every turn. He's telling bizarre lies. You don't know when to believe him on anything. And and I would just tell, you know, my advice would be if you're listening to Joe Biden speak, don't believe him ever. Because you can't trust a thing that comes out of his mouth. So anything that comes from his administration is over-the-top dangerous for the American people because it can't be trusted. We said this back when uh, Russia went into Ukraine. We don't know. Yeah, that's been our biggest thing. We can't trust this administration on anything. Right. I know what I would want if I'm president of the United States. I know that we, we, uh, we have to, whether it's China or Russia, we have to let them know, and I can't tell you precisely how that would be, not knowing all the details that I would know if I was president of the United States, but you can't give either country an inch. No, you can't. And by the way, how you do that, though, is the the important thing. And I can't trust anything that comes out of this. That's been my biggest problem with Ukraine. I can't trust this president. This president will lie to the American people about a war that we were involved in for 20 years about what his generals told him in Afghanistan. He lied about what his top people told him, and he lied to the American public on that. And to me, that that, you want an impeachable offense. That was impeachable to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, And whether it's Russia or China, look at the history. What presidents are they testing? Russia took Crimea. When Obama was in office, Russia went into Ukraine when Biden was in office. Now they want you to believe, oh, balloons were over the U.S. when Trump was in office. That's a load of garbage. Demonstrate that clearly to the American people. Show us that. By the way, I'd still have a concern with not doing anything about it. But the the point is, is that. Other nations are quick to act against weak presidents. You know the Biden administration, you know how serious they thought this was when all of a sudden, boom, that came out. Yeah. That right. Okay, look, can we blame it on, say Trump did the same thing? Yeah. And, then it, and it was exactly. more with Trump. Exactly. And then later on yeah. it came out, you know, well, the official said that uh, the Trump administration, everybody, mm-hmm. the head of the DNI, right. no, uh, our intelligence... No, nobody knew at that time when it happened that it happened only 
reevaluating it during the Biden administration did they find out that there were balloons. Yeah. That stinks. That's that's that garbage. Just stinks. That's garbage. And again, their their uh, ev- their their entire response is changing on the fly. And there is no way to fix that because of the guy that's sitting in the White House that's president. Everything with him, everything that comes out of his mouth changes. This is a guy who is completely and wholly dishonest. Well, I want to find out exactly when they knew it. Right. When did you when did you detect the balloon? When did that happen? Exactly. Yeah. Because that's important because you're saying, uh, you know, uh, about populated territories, we don't, uh, you know, we don't, uh, uh, you know, want you to. I'm, I'm trying to look at here um, where it would have flown over Alaska when it came. Now, not technically over the far end of the Aleutian Islands, mm. but as you get into uh, uh uh, Fort Randall, uh, King Cove, Perryville. Uh, when you look at Pilot Point, mm-hmm. you look at that long peninsula that comes out right. of at the bottom of uh, Alaska. It came, it came right over that. Well, it should have been shot down when it came over that little area right there. Mm-hmm. Whether it fell in the water or not, mm-hmm. you shoot it down. Mm-hmm. You're over, and I don't know how long. You know, whatever our territory exists. You know, what we consider our territory. Over the ocean to begin with, that thing should have been shot down immediately. But to allow it to go all the way, I believe it's two hundred and fifty nautical miles. I'd have to double check that. What is? How much territory were you asking? How much territory we have in order to shoot shoot it down? Or were you? Asking, oh yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know from the it's not two hundred fifty. Yeah, I would it? have to I would have to look. Yeah, but whatever that whatever that is, you know, I would have had it shot down. Are you telling me you didn't? You didn't notice it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm telling you. I know that they're going to. I know the gang of eight tomorrow gets a briefing, right, on it, right. and then the fifteenth, the House and Senate Intelligence Committee, right. Yeah, but this should have happened already. They they should have. It's so screwed up. It just this administration so screwed up. Well, it's again. It is. It is the mishandling of everything. And then wanting to scapegoat. Yeah. That's the other thing, right. too. That and happened that, all the time when, during the Trump when, years. When I saw that, I went, <laughs> when I saw that, I went, oh, they know it's serious. Yeah. Right. They know right. this is a bad PR battle. Right, right. And that's, and then, then yeah, the, yeah, that's a good point. The, the fact that they brought Trump's administration up yep. tells you they know how bad it is. And then, then they all denied it. I'm like, where are they going to go from this? Right. And I woke up last night when I woke up to come into work is where I saw the update. Oh, mm-hmm. clarification. It happened. They didn't know about it. Right. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. Explain that one. Right. Why didn't we know about it? Right. And if we didn't know about it and you didn't know about it now till I got over the continental United States, then what the hell is wrong with our tracking systems? Right. Because we have a huge vulnerability, as the Wall Street Journal put it. A balloon that size could carry, you know, some type of, you know, uh, nuke 
right. nuke bomb could right. be set off right. at a high altitude, could set off what they call it, one of the pulse, electronic mm-hmm. pulse bombs, mm-hmm. could set off one of those to, to <clears throat> excuse me, damage um, uh, electronics. Right. I mean, take out shut a grid. Down, shut down the grid. Right. And you're having, well, it's no big deal. You know, whatever. No big deal. You know. It's fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. 86690 Red Eye. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690 uh, Red Eye. You know, to see how long they knew about this, I'm going over the timeline from Politico uh, that says the balloon is first detected over U.S. airspace high over Alaska, north of the Aleutian Islands. The military's North American Aerospace Defense Command closely tracks the balloon, assessing it poses no threat or intelligence risk. Monday. January 30th, NORAD tracks the balloon as it travels into Canadian airspace. Officials determine that it is used for spying as it carries surveillance equipment, including a collection pod and solar panels located on a metal truss suspended below the balloon. Based on its small motors and propellers, officials also assess it can be actively maneuvered to fly over specific locations. The balloon is part of a Chinese fleet developed for spying which over the past five years have been spotted over countries across five continents. Tuesday, the balloon re-enters American airspace over northern Idaho. The Defense Department alerts President Joe Biden, who asked the military options to shoot it down. The Pentagon begins working to keep the balloon from collecting sensitive information from sites on the ground. This was straightforward because we could track the exact path and balloon and ensure no activities or sensitive encrypted communications would be conducted in its in, in its vicinity. Hmm. So a week we knew about it at least before they shot it down. Hmm. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show. This is Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Uh, Welcome and good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. If you can't listen live overnight, you can listen when and where you want on your smartphone. So there it is, uh, reading Politico and their timeline, the balloon. And there was, you know, discussion on this yesterday. Uh, you know, wait a minute. When did they actually find out? Well, according to Politico, the balloon was first detected over U.S. airspace over Alaska, north of the Aleutian Islands. So we know that. NORAD tracks the balloon as it travels into Canadian airspace. Officials determine it was used for spying as it carries surveillance equipment. Uh, it has small motors and propellers, which they uh, assess 
uh, can be actively maneuvered to fly over specific locations. The balloon is a part of the Chinese fleet developed for spying. Tuesday, January 31st, uh, the balloon enters U.S. airspace over northern Idaho. The Defense Department alerts President Joe Biden, who asks military options to shoot it down. The Pentagon begins working to keep the balloon from collecting sensitive information from sites on the ground. How? We don't know as of yet. Uh, Wednesday, uh, Pentagon, uh, February 1st, Pentagon officials are alarmed as the balloon makes its way over Montana, which is a home to Malmstrom Air Force Base, one of the three sites that operate and maintain the nation's silo-based intercontinental ballistic missiles. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin convenes military and civilian leaders, including U.S. Northern Command uh, Chief Generals and Joint Chiefs of uh, of Joint Chiefs Chair uh, Mark Milley to discuss the situation. All flights at Billings Logan's International Airport are grounded for about two hours as authorities weigh what to do. The military scrambles F-22 jet fighters in case a decision was made to shoot it down. Ultimately, they recommend against targeting the balloon over land due to the risk of civilians from falling debris. Uh, President directs the Pentagon to come up with options to shoot down the balloon as soon as it is safe to do so over U.S. territorial waters. Thursday, the Pentagon issues a statement about the balloon, that it's under the U.S. airspace. Uh, lawmakers call for briefings. By the way, at that point, it had been discovered by civilians. Um, then we know what happened Friday and Saturday. We know the rest of it. So, you know, I'm, and, and then they came out and, and, as we know, the other day said that same thing happened during the Trump administration. The Trump administration said, no, it didn't. This didn't happen. Never happened. Well, and that's none the of thing. Us, it, 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 it never happened. And so they came back later on yesterday and said, oh, yeah, it did happen. You just didn't know about it. Well, Inte- it's, intelligence it's, observations it's, or intelligence after you were out during the Biden administration discovered it. As Molly Hemingway wrote on Twitter, so if these anonymous reports are legit, the woke military general's version of events is that they have 100% allowed Red China spy balloons to travis the U.S. for years, not even bothering to inform political leadership when they do. Yeah. Right. Because if NORAD was able to spot it in real time yeah, over Alaska, right? because that was one of the questions we had even to start the show. Mm-hmm. If NORAD can't spot this, we're in deep doo-doo. Yeah. Well, they were able to spot it. So they were able to spot it during the Trump administration. Trump administration, we don't know nothing about it. Uh, I don't know uh, who I don't know who would have been the head of the CIA at that point, whether it was Pompeo or whether it was still Secretary of State at that time. Yeah, depending on what right. you're talking about. But yeah. d- uh, who who knew about it and decided not to inform the president? The president was informed when it was over the Aleutian Islands here. Mm-hmm. Nobody informed Trump. Nobody knew about it. His dad, Bolton didn't know. Bolton, well, because said, Bol- he, Bolton said, I never heard anything about And Bolton is not a fan of Bi- or is not a fan of Trump, as you know. Right. And, and, and here's the thing, too. So you're saying that the Pentagon was completely inept. Forget about the Trump administration. Just carve out the Pentagon for this conversation. You're saying that the Pentagon, because you're not throwing just the Trump administration under the bus. You're you're throwing everybody at the Pentagon under the bus over that you're throwing, during the Trump throwing years. Throwing NORAD under the bus. Exactly. 
so you so you want to say that we either didn't have the ability to detect it back then, which is bogus, or they just didn't know. And if they didn't have the ability, then how do you know that now? And they didn't know it then. I, it's this whole thing is just stupid, and it reeks of the type of lies that Joe Biden thinks he gets away with. This is dangerous because we have a president who is incompetent of being a president. This is dangerous for the same reason that the botched Afghanistan exit is dangerous. This is dangerous for the same reason that Russia getting away with what they're getting away with and and China getting away with what they're getting away with even before this. I mean, this is just insane. Intellectual property rights, we said it when Trump was president, that if they don't get that done when Trump, you know, while Trump is president, they likely won't get that. They won't win that with China. You know, that's that was part of the tariff thing with China is that they wanted to put the pressure on them. And we said, look, you know, the approach should be then you get everybody, all of the international trade uh, trade partners, and you put that pressure on China until they come to terms on intellectual property rights and that if it's not achieved during the Trump years, it won't be achieved. Well, my gosh, not only we did we not, we weren't able to get that done. Now we're letting China get away with this. And here's the latest from the, the wall street journal on it. China previously sent high altitude surveillance balloons over the U S that went undetected until after leaving American airspace, Biden administration officials said, as the military uh, uh, salvaged debris Sunday from the downed balloon in a, bid, in a bid to learn more about the Chinese operation. After the Pentagon disclosed last week it was tracking the balloon that the Air Force shot down, defense officials said there have been prior intrusions over the continental U.S. At least th- three of those occurred during former President Donald Trump's term in office and once previously under Biden. Those previous balloon flights were much shorter in duration, probably explaining why some of them went undetected at the time, the senior administration official said. You're telling me that a balloon, NORAD didn't track a balloon 500 miles out, 300 miles out, 200? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah, I I don't buy that at all. The, the the previous balloon flights were much shorter in duration, possibly explaining why some went undetected at the time. One official said much of the information on the flights was pieced together, together later. The information was discovered after the prior administration left. I don't buy it. Yeah. No, and I don't buy that true, for a second. And if it's true, we're in trouble. Yep. No. You hit it. And I was thinking this earlier. If all that is true, then we've got a much bigger problem on our hands. A much bigger problem. Emerging details about the extent of China's balloon surveillance program are raising questions about why the government wasn't better prepared to deflect the most recent incursion. I mean, this is, I mean, when you're when you're talking about things we ought to be prepared for, this is like, I don't, this is like NORAD 101. I don't know what else to come up with. Right. Right. You, no, I mean, you spot, this would, this you spot the, the thing, you know, exactly. you know it's a Chinese balloon. You know what right. they've got. Yep. You shoot it down when it gets over our territorial waters. Yep. You shoot it down. You discovered it north of the Aleutian Islands. You knew what it was. You shoot it down. Right. 
It's ridiculous. Well, and that's it. And by the way, I did look that up. It's uh, for for national defense. It's 12 nautical miles, 250 nautical miles, up to 250 nautical miles on uh, oil exploration. But the idea is that you take this thing out when, when because they knew what it was. They knew exactly what it was. And if they didn't, and NORAD couldn't detect it and couldn't track it, then this is a massive concern. Because then I've got to ask about stealth technology. Then I've got to ask about other types of technology that uh, our whole list of enemies could be using. But this is insane. And if you're a, you know, a, a China, let's, let's say China is using it for spying. But now the enemy knows, oh, wait, the other enemies know, oh, well, wait a minute. Look at what we could do with a balloon. We don't have to hijack airplanes anymore. Look at the damage we can do. Of course, they already know about the broken southern border. When they can just walk across. This is the insanity we live in because we have an inept president. And it's dangerous. Reading from uh, Chuck Ross here. If I'm reading this correctly, the China balloon incidents that happened under Trump weren't discovered until the Biden administration. So anonymous Biden officials leaked the Trump uh, uh, leaked the Trump bit. The other yeah. day, without that crucial context. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's really yeah. interesting. Without yeah. that crucial context, because they knew how serious it was, because their whole point was, well, Trump did it too. And then later As on. As you were pointing out, yeah. Yeah, and then came out and said, well, no, Trump didn't know about it. What? That's, that's just stupid. Trump is not infallible, but we now have seven years of evidence telling us that you should just ignore first wave of claims from U.S. officials in any Trump-related story. The initial claim was from a senior defense official in a press briefing conducted on background. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. Um, How do they have that retroactive data? And Trump Mm -hmm. didn't have it in real time then. The Trump administration didn't have it then. We have it now. You've got retroactive data? Yeah, I, I just, I, I I don't buy that NORAD didn't pick it up. I no, don't buy it. no, I don't buy that at all. I buy this as something, again, similar to the documents thing in that there were civilians that knew about it and that they were going to have to try and jump out ahead of it, which they botched completely anyway. And that wouldn't be jumping out ahead of it once it's over Montana. But man, man. my disdain for Trump won out, didn't it, on Election Day 2020? Man, that was great. I voted against Trump. I feel much better now. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't buy that NORAD didn't pick it up. No, I don't buy that. I don't buy that at all. Why did nobody in the Trump administration not know about it. You're mm-hmm. telling me that something got over the state of Texas mm-hmm. and they didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, that NORAD didn't pick it up. 
I yeah. just don't buy it. I don't buy that. Yep. And we saw how they attempted to manipulate because they didn't tell the entire story. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they came out with it, you know, it happened during Trump, too. Oh, next day. Well, he didn't know about it, though. Yeah, Why? right. Yeah. Because everybody came out. I, I mean, it was Radcliffe, mm-hmm. Grinnell, mm-hmm. Trump, mm-hmm. Bolton. Bolton. Again, as you point uh, out, Bolton, the, not a clearly not a fan of Donald Trump. Yeah. They all came out and said, we never heard anything like this. Right. Nothing. Right. And, well, you're telling and, me NORAD, and, and you're telling me NORAD a couple of years ago didn't have the ability to pick up this balloon? Yeah. Sorry, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. I don't buy that at yeah. all. That's just stupid. Now, is now what are the what are the intelligence officials looking at? Would this be the uh, balloon dossier? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't, yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry, but when you, you know, I'm just, you know, reading about uh, the, uh, you know, the Columbia uh, uh, Law Review uh, uh, analysis that, uh, what's his name, uh, the former New York Times reporter did mm. on, on Russia disinformation, mm-hmm. just how the New York Times blew it. Now, he was former New York Times reporter, but he just said, you know, they kept sticking with the false story and basically yeah. they knew it was false. Right. They yeah. knew it was false. Right. They kept running with it mm-hmm. day in and day out. Mm-hmm. You know, after you see something like that happen, remember, that was all, all created by the Democrats to set up Trump. Right. Think about it. Biggest political scandal in the history of the United States. Well, and, and nobody, and when, nobody, they, nobody cares. When at one time you're uh, one of the top newspapers, you know, in the country, if not the world, uh, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, everything is, you know, your, your, uh, credibility is, is gone. Uh, the former editor of the New York times said it, any, any story regarding Trump subscriptions would skyrocket. It's a moneymaker. You keep the lies going. You don't have to do journalism. You just have to get the clicks, Get the subscribers there. We spend such an incredible amount on defense, and you're trying to get me to believe that NORAD didn't pick up three balloons coming when Trump was, yeah, president. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, at all. I, I just, yeah, something stinks. I don't buy it. All along, I mean, everything in this story stinks. Yep, as it does with Biden because they don't actively want it he doesn't want the buck stops with him you can have everybody else give their background reports and here's what happened and then it gets to the president i don't want to answer turns around and walks away yeah that's what happens yep that's what this president he turns around and tough question you're not going to praise me i'm going to turn around and walk away right he did that a couple of times over the weekend on this just amazing 86690 red eye coming up more with gary mcnamara and eric harley it's Red Eye Radio. If you It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara, 86690-RED-EYE. Just going through <laughs> some of the, uh, this was uh, in uh, uh, Breitbart, James Pinkerton. Ten questions. We'll just go through some of the questions for Biden on this. Mm. Mr. President, Bloomberg News reports your administration first knew about the balloon on January 28th, yet the public didn't become aware of it until six days later on February 2nd, when the Billings Gazette published amateur, uh, well, 
uh, again, uh, didn't become aware of it, the public, until February 2nd when the Billings Gazette published amateur video of the balloon in the sky. Only then did it become big international news. Right. Why the lag in awareness? Was this a cover-up? And is it true, as Bloomberg News suggests, remember, a liberal outlet, that your administration sat on the balloon news so as to not disrupt the Secretary of State's trip to Beijing, which has now been postponed? As Bloomberg puts it, with such a high-profile trip at stake, keeping it on the lowdown was key. And that's from Bloomberg again, a liberal publication. Is that how your team saw the balloon incident as a story to be kept on the down low? And if so, why? The Chinese knew about the balloon. Why shouldn't Americans? Uh, two, we know that liberals often pride themselves in preferring negotiations to confrontation. And, of course, your senior climate envoy, John Kerry, has argued that the most important global issue is engaging the chi- chi- with China on climate change. Indeed, you yourself have used the phrase uh, threat many times in regard to climate change, a stark phrase uh, that you have never used about China. Hmm. Ah. So has your administration's desire to work with China on the existential threat of climate change affected your stance on the spy balloon? Do these concerns, as you define it, the fate of the planet, give you any feeling that you should slow down your reaction to this Chinese aggression? Might that explain why you let the spy balloon exist over American airspace for a week? Donald Trump said shoot down the balloon. Interestingly, your fellow Democrat, Leon Panetta, who served as Secretary of Defense, alongside you in the Obama administration, said the same thing. Were Trump and Panetta correct? (laughs) Yeah, right. Bloomberg News also reports in an effort to keep things calm, administration officials stress that this was not the first such incident and similar activities had been observed over the past several years, including during the prior administrations. What precisely is being said here? Are your anonymous briefers to the media saying that an earlier balloon flew over the United States and the Trump administration did nothing? That's quite an assertion. We now know they're not doing that anymore. Right. Would your people affirm that statement under oath in testimony before Congress? What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. On your smart speaker, say, play Red Eye Radio. And, if you're really nice, she might. Red Eye Radio. And he's Eric Carley. I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Just going through the uh, uh, 10 questions here that uh, Jim Garrity of Breitbart uh, had for uh, the president. All right, ready for number six? Okay. If it is the case that Chinese surveillance balloons have flown over or even near... United States prior to your administration, could you please outline the security policies that you put in place once you took office and had this knowledge? Were these policies followed in the the case of this particular spy balloon? Is it policy, for example, to let the balloon enter American airspace 
and fly all the way across the country before taking any action. And on Saturday afternoon, you indicated this would have been February 1st that you that uh, no, excuse me, on Saturday afternoon, this this was two days ago, uh, uh, you indicated that you had given orders back on February 1st to shoot down the balloon when it was over water as opposed to land. This would have been uh, when they were north of the Aleutian Islands. That declaration would seem to suggest the existence of a substantial paper trail of your executive decision-making. Would you be willing to open all those deliberations to the relevant congressional oversight committees and perhaps to the public as well? Because that's the question. Why didn't you shoot it down then? As a follow-up, House Armed Services Committee uh, Chairman Mike Rogers has declared it is clear the Biden administration had hoped to hide this national security failure from Congress and the American people. He is suggesting that you only choose to shoot down the spy balloon after its existence became known. Is Representative Rogers wrong? If so, are you willing to release the documents to bolster your assertion that he's wrong? Surely full disclosure would be the best way to convince the public that you simply didn't bow to the pressure once the balloon intrusion became known. Hmm. Bloomberg uh, further notes in a story credited to a total of six reporters, the Biden administration knew it had to exercise extreme caution, especially in what was a heated political environment ahead of the 2024 elections with Republicans agitating on which party could strike a harder and tougher line on China. Right. Is this how you see the Chinese balloon issue as a political matter, as a source of political vulnerability in your possible re-election campaign? If so, did has concern over 2024 affected your actions on the spy balloon? Number eight, has the $54.6 million in donations, we brought this up Friday, mm-hmm. that this would be brought up, mm-hmm. Has the $54.6 millions in donations from sources in China that poured into your think tank, the Penn Biden Center, affected your thinking on China at all? Or the thinking of your Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, who was the former managing director of the Penn Biden Center when it raked in all that cash from communist China? And is there anything you want to tell us about the influence of your son Hunter Biden's many and various Chinese business partners? In fact, do you have anything at all you would like to tell us about the $31 million that members of your family scored in five business deals with individuals who have direct ties to the highest levels of the Chinese intelligence apparatus? All that now becomes a legit question, Eric. No, that's, you know, the first concern that there has to be is that they're slow to tell us anything going on with this balloon. In fact, didn't act on it until local media did. And then decided, again, uh, that they were going to uh, allow this balloon to, to, to remain in the air until Saturday we learned that they shot it down. Well, okay, the question has to come up. Is this president hesitant because he's compromised? We now see reports of a second Chinese spy balloon flying over South America. 
What will the U.S. do if this balloon also enters American airspace? Or do you plan to stop it this time before it enters American airspace? Will you and how will you communicate to China that this is unacceptable in all cases at all times? Will you enunciate an overall policy on such incursions? Number 10, it's been reported that the Chinese spy balloon deliberately avoided Russian airspace, which suggests that the People's Republic of China had tight control over the spy balloon and used that control to avoid doing anything to upset the Russians. Why do you think the Chinese chose to treat America differently? And speaking of Russia, what will the U.S. do if Russians send over a spy balloon or the North Koreans or the Iranians? Will you let such spy balloons to fly over the nation first and then only shoot them down? What if it's some other kind of aircraft or spacecraft? And what new defense systems might we need to deal with that threat? Hmm. So there you go. And, you know, that's the problem here. Now you've you've set the precedent. Well, okay, if if you get over America airspace, well, again, we knew it was there, bef- you know, before it actually got over land. NORAD knew it when it was approaching Alaska. Right. We know that. It's the same thing. That's why you, whatever they find out on the Trump story, you know, the, the, the fact that, you know, three times and Trump was never told about it. Nobody in his administration was told about it. And they claim, well, we pieced it together afterwards. How is that so? How did is you, that not did real they piece time? it together in the last few days? Because you're saying that, well, NORAD didn't know about it. Well, well, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Are you just learning this? Are, it, it's, it, it really felt, Saturday really felt like they just woke up Saturday morning and learned everything about it. Well, they want you to believe they just woke up Saturday morning and were learning everything about it. I mean, so NORAD didn't pick up immediately in real time like they did on this balloon? They didn't right. pick up on the well, the ones during the Trump administration? And you only pieced it together maybe months Years later, I don't know how long, I don't know what the time span is. Exactly. Nobody gives you any information. They just throw stuff out, lead you in one direction, and then back off on it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's consistent from this administration uh, on that. And so, uh, again, uh, I know that the Gang of Eight gets, you know, some, I don't know, they're going to get a briefing tomorrow on this. And then on February 15th, the House and Senate Intelligence Committee will be, will be briefed uh, uh, on it. But, you know, this just all is a, you know, and when it came out, as I said, after when it came out, I forgot what it was. I was sick over the weekend, so I was really sick. And so the whole weekend has just got, become a blur as to what day was what. Sorry. But <laughs> uh, but um, the. Um, that's okay. It's also a blur with Joe Biden. Yeah, that's apparently. That's true. They uh, don't know. And anybody that works with Joe Biden. Yeah, well, we don't. We, we really don't know when this started. But we know what happened during the Trump years. I I just don't buy knowing that the Chinese have you know this uh, you know these these balloon spy drones that we miss them coming into the United States uh, you know during the Trump administration. Right. I just don't buy that. I don't buy it. I don't buy that NORAD didn't pick it up. Yeah. No. I I, I don't. And somehow I don't they pieced it together. Well, months or years after that it happened. Well, and, and, and especially how they announced it. 
yeah, which was, right. oh, Trump allowed him to happen. Well, well that's, they, they that's the thing. They didn't give the full context. They, they the, appear to know more about what happened during the Trump years than they than they know now what they what happened, you know, over the last week or however long it is. Think about that. That's Saturday. That's really what it felt like Saturday into Sunday. It felt like. You know, that they were they were trying to say that they knew more about this type of activity that occurred during the Trump years than what happened over the last week or two in the Biden administration during the Biden administration. And and that's a bogus claim. That's the problem. And like I said, only throwing out the information that it happened during the Trump right. and not coming back later and then well, coming back later on and backing off saying, well, nobody knew about it. And then more questions. This is the thing about this administration. Every time they give you an answer, you get 15 more questions that need to be answered. No, that's exactly the way they handle everything. Tell me what wasn't or hasn't been handled the exact same way. The documents thing. They have to. It's like their their entire existence is walking things back. This happened a lot more during the Trump years. Hold on a second. You make it feel like you know more about. You want me to believe you knew you know more about what happened years ago than you do what happened this week. That doesn't jive at all. But that's the insanity of uh, and the chaos of a Joe Biden presidency. I'm wondering what the Pentagon actually knows. I'm wondering mm-hmm. what they're actually saying. And, and, and by the way, I don't have any doubt that they didn't want this to get out because it makes Biden look weak going into his trip to China. I I don't have any doubt there, but they let this happen. They no, allowed I, I, I this doubt, to happen. I doubt we would have ever known. No, I, I exactly. I, had, I think without the spotted. local media, you know, putting out putting this out there, I doubt they would have said a thing. And I doubt you think we would have shot it down. Nope. No. I, I agree. No. I think it would have sailed off, and yep. and that would have been it. I'm wondering if they were – here's my question. Um, was it – what was it, the Billings Gazette? I think that's what it was, yeah. That that had it? Yeah. I need to – I need to – I wonder and, – and maybe it'll, it'll say sometimes there's a disclaimer at the, at the end. You know, we reached out to these officials and they didn't respond, you know, at the, the time that we went to press with this or whatever. But I'm wondering if they did and what, what the response was. It likely was a non-response. Because I think we'd hear about it by now. We'd hear if they issued a response. My point is... Well, they did. I mean, they well, they might not issue a response, but that's when they came out. In public. Yeah, it was after... Right, I, right. I know it was after that story. Right, that forced them but to I, do But it. what I'm wondering is if they tried to cover that up with the Buildings Gazette, hoping they could 
tamp it down and it not go any further, and they could just keep this as a mysterious balloon story. Well, you really can't. Not when it's a balloon in the sky that people can actually see. Well, once I'm, once civilians. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I know you can. It doesn't mean that the Biden administration won't try. That's my point. Yeah, be interesting to see the timeline. How quickly they finally said, "Okay, we can't hide this." Well, that's because it, it reeks of exactly what went down with the um, documents thing, the classified documents thing. Here's my thing: when they say when it came over the continental United States, they had we have a lot of high security things in Alaska too, mm-hmm. because we're so close to Russia. Right. And Biden claims. This is what Jim uh, uh, Pinkerton asked. Hmm. Biden claims he wanted to shoot it down then. Why didn't they? It was still over water. Right. Because it was north of the Aleutian Islands, so it had gone over U.S. T- it was clearly in U.S. territory, is what they're saying. Right. It was north of the Aleutian Islands, which in that little, you know, the I don't know what the name of the bay is up there in Alaska, but before it gets to the mainland, mm-hmm. it was over water. Why didn't they shoot it down then? Right. They knew exactly what it was. Why would you allow it to fly all the way across Alaska? Forget about coming onto the mainland. Uh, Joe, Alaska is a part of the United States. Well, and so then it flies over Alaska, goes into Canada. What communication was there with with the Canadian government? I have no idea, but as I saw one article says, you know, we haven't heard a peep from Canada. Like, eh, it's just a Chinese Spy drone, no big deal. Right. Right. Where, what was that? There had to have been communication with them. Hey, they just crossed American soil. They're over your soil. Well, let's uh, start monitoring the Canadian media, see what Trudeau says about it. Right. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. Listen to Red Eye Radio wherever you are with the Red Eye Radio app. Available on Android and iOS. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carney and I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. So I just looked at, went to the Toronto Star website to see if there's anything. Of, <laughs> hey, this, oh, this yeah. satellite was over Canada for, you know, almost a week. And uh, the only thing I could find on the front page, nothing uh, except one uh, uh, op-ed piece of, oh, it's just a balloon. It could be just a weather balloon. No big deal. And Americans just want to shoot down everything. It's like, like, oh, my God. It was like written by a a junior high student in the Toronto Star. But uh, uh, other than that, nothing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I saw somebody comment on a thread somewhere. Well, why don't those guys in Texas with all their guns shoot it down? Listen, here's the rule. You only, in Texas, you only shoot your gun in the air inside of a saloon. (laughs) This is Red Eye Radio. On Westwood One. Hey, that's part one of our show. Don't miss the rest. Click part two on our website, redeyeradioshow.com, or Red Eye Radio phone app to hear the rest of the show. And thanks for listening to Red Eye Radio. 
John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search BLEAV on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.